Hello, all you beautiful people. You know what time it is. Ladies and gents, guys and dolls, and everyone in between. Gather round. Get you something real nice to sip on and comfy to slip on. Because it's time for Smut Club. Here's your hosts, Chelsea and Hannah. Okay, bye. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Smut Club. Hey, y'all. I'm Hannah. And I'm Chelsea. How are you doing today? What What's going on in your world? What do you need in life? <laughs> are you asking me or the listeners? It's just, it's open-ended. Oh, okay. Whoever needs the question, okay. right? Okay, okay. I can support that. We're, we're creating a safe space yeah. for people to meet their needs. 1,000%. Because, you know, yeah. sometimes people are like... I'm straight chilling, and other times they're like, I'm glad someone asked. Yeah. Thank and, you for asking. Yeah, and we're Allow here for me that. to elaborate. 100%. Yeah. You know, we're not just here to review ridiculous romance novels and drink. Correct. I mean, that is like most of why we're here. Yeah. Those are the primary objectives, but we have found secondary gains. <laughs> I hate myself right now. What are your treatment goals? <laughs> What? Oh, no. To reduce the overall duration, intensity, and frequency of symptoms related to. <laughs> of symptoms related to reading J.S. Scott. Oh, shit. We're, we're visiting our bestie Jan today, aren't we? We are. Yes. Okay. Yeah. What book does, does Jan have for us today? I have my wine. If you listened to our last episode, you know we are currently um, drinking wine with giant silicone smoothie straws in them and I feel like that just allows more wine to get through which is what we all need for Jan correct so what what book do we got um this is a journey called dearest stalker so I I will I was about to put my wine down (laughs) then I was like nope (laughs) I'm gonna need more you're gonna need to keep it Mm. so this story um was originally released in four parts. Oh. But they were all very short. And so like they novellas? Were, yeah. Okay. So they were re-released as one story. Were, did they have to be reworked at all? I don't no? think so. Because it's broken up as the four books. Got it. In the re-release. So originally Jan released this as Lane Parker was the pen name oh. used. Um, and then later re-released as J.S. Scott. You know, so, I, we, we've read a lot of shit by J.S. Scott. So what have. does it say about Jan if she's like, I'm not even going to release this under my normal name? Yeah, I'm not going to own it. That's a little concerning, to be completely honest. Fair, fair. Um, and uh, just to, I suppose, set the tone for what we're getting into, my notes for this are Dearest Stalker, by fucking Jan. That's literally what my notes <laughs> say. So, um, and I will tell you this book is told from both the stalker's perspective and our main girl's perspective, but it's primarily her, especially through like the first two parts. Hannah, it's going to be a hot mess. It's we, not going to be good. Yeah, let's. Don't even try and set us up 
for okay. success here. We're just going to jump in. I don't know if success will be found. I think if we go in expecting a lack of success, that we can feel more comfortable by the end. Bar so low, but we'll still be tripping over it. Uh, yeah. Okay. So we start with a prologue told from, oh, <laughs> told from our stalker's perspective. Okay. What? I like that you're like, yeah, you know what? We're just going to dive in. And then it's like, well, we need the context of the prologue. We do need okay. the context okay. of the prologue. So it's told from the stalker's perspective. He is watching Katie. He calls her Kate in his head and literally says, like, um, she's too grown for a name like Katie. She's a Kate. She's too much woman for Katie, which I don't understand. Um, it's... Is there, like, grooming that I need to prepare myself for? I, it, it is grooming vibes okay. in the prologue. Yeah, so fair warning. There is a lot of, like, um, I mean, obviously, it's Dearest Stalker. So there's, like, stalking. stalking. Um, <laughs> there is um, a lot of, like, um, dishonesty, secret keeping, all of that sort of mm. thing. Um, I feel like I'm going to be trashed by the time we're done reviewing this book. Uh, yeah. I mean, okay. the best I can do is a single shoulder shrug for you right now. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. So the prologue, she's, she's not a Katie. She's a Kate. She's a Kate. Right. So he is watching her give a speech at her high school graduation. I know, I know, I know. Oh, I feel great about this. Yeah. <laughs> so he's thinking that no one has ever taken care of her. Her mother just died recently, and her dad's a piece of shit. Nobody is there for her graduation, um, and he finds her extremely attractive and wants to take care of her, wants to get to know her better, um, but he knows that he can't. And in parentheses, I put, aside from the obs that she's a teenager and he can't stop talking about how hard he is, why? <laughs> yeah. Apparently, that was my thought. <laughs> I just... Oh, you know, oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. So we're just going to move on. Um, <laughs> so he decides that he is going to watch her from afar and do what he can to take care of her without actually ever speaking to her or engaging with her in any way. So almost like fairy godmother vibes? Yes. Yeah. But, but less with, honorable. With a hard dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like a fairy godmother, godmother with a heart on. It's yeah, fine. Precisely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, and then there's like this weird mention that he's at the graduation with another woman He's like, so I get up and I take the arm of the the beautiful woman beside me and leave the graduation knowing that I will never speak to Kate. It was, It's just really weird. So then we're at Katie. So this is four years later, four years after her graduation. Okay, thank um, gosh. At least she's not in high school anymore. Correct. Not saying that's going to make this book better, but that does feel better in my heart. Yes, it is less like nausea-inducing for me okay. that she is no longer a high school student. Yeah. I mean, it was her graduation. Oh, okay. Well, then it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, My bad. So, four years later, she's at her dad's funeral. So, oh, okay. yeah. Bummer. 
So she doesn't know anybody there. She has not really talked to her dad or really seen Mm -hmm. him in several years. Um, He left her when she was little and um, wound up marrying very wealthy. And she and her mom would often, like, struggle to put food on the table. And he never paid a dime of child support, never Mm. saw her, was never helpful to her. So she doesn't know anybody at this fucking funeral. And she's like, what a world I live in that I don't know anyone at my own father's funeral. Like, Mm -hmm. this is absolutely, like, I don't belong here. Like, these Mm. people are all super wealthy I'm, like, literally a piece of trash. Like, why? Whatever. So she's in the feels about it. Um, Her dad did pay for her college. So her mom died a couple of months before her high school graduation. Mm -hmm. And even though he didn't show up for her graduation, um, he sent her a phone for her graduation present with his number saved in it um, and paid for school. So she's Mm. like, okay, well, like, maybe he was trying, but whatever. At the very least, I can show up to his funeral. Right. Okay. Um, so she is um, wanting to get her master's degree, but she knows she needs a job. She's feeling very stressed about this big transition where she's about to graduate from college. What is she going to do? She went for computer science, um, loves it, is very good at it. Her stepbrother, stepbrother Ben, shows up, um, and he is super hot. She's never really met him or interacted with him before they met to plan the funeral, which feels extremely awkward. So he is, okay, so classic Jan moment. All she can do is talk about what a geek she is and how fat she is and how, like, average and unattractive she is. But why would anyone ever like me? Right. But Mm. Ben is super hot and really nice and and really rich. I know we've had this conversation when it comes to Jan before. Are they actually that hot? Or is it just like in comparison to these girls' views of themselves? Right. Themselves. We've had this conversation as well before. We're, I'm not falling in that trap again. <laughs> but, but also, like, is it like like instead of rose-colored glasses, like money-colored glasses? Like super rich equals attractive? Like, I don't know. Because I'm just like, if they're that, like, this is going to sound really really shitty of me and I recognize that going in Mm -hmm. and I realize that also in most relationships most people see like there's a reacher and a settler correct right yeah personally I do like to think my husband and I are like pretty equal right you know what I'm like yeah 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 so like I think like we're all like oh yeah there's a reacher and a settler but I also think there are a lot of couples that you're like yeah like they match they're they're on the same level I think it's a rarity that you see a couple so mismatched that you're like how do we end up here? Right. Right? But I feel like the way Jan describes her heroines Mm -hmm. versus the men they end up with, it makes it sound like every one of these girls... This is a straight uggo. Yeah. Like, they are, like, hardcore reachers and all of these men. But then, like, all of these guys are like, she's the most beautiful person I ever saw. And so I'm just like, I don't... Mm -hmm. I can't reconcile the difference when it comes to Jan sometimes. You know what I mean? Right. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to sound like an asshole if I keep going. So I'm not we'll going leave to. It. Yeah, we'll we're leave not, it. Yeah. I was about to continue also, and then I was like, I should stop now. So, um, yeah. Well, um, question. Do you feel like you and Matt are, like, even? 
Do you feel like there's like a reacher settler? No. No. I think we're pretty even. Yeah. Yeah. I would say the same. I've never, you know, for as long as you and I have been friends, which is like <laughs> over two years now. Right. Oh, like we started working together over two years ago. Correct. Um, I've never actually met Matt. Like you've obviously met my husband because we yeah. record our podcast at my house. And Correct. my husband is a big part of recording because n- neither of us know anything about it outside of also we're good at sitting behind a mic and drinking. Um, but yeah, I'm like, I've never actually met Matt. But, but from photos, I'd be like, yeah, I would say that mm-hmm. like you guys seem pretty like evenly matched. Yeah. I would agree. No, what I was thinking and what I'll just say now because we're already it's here. It's a safe space. Thank you. Yeah. Is that um, I can think of one couple like that where I was like, my God, like what the f- – what? Like genuinely and to this day, like they've been married for years now and they have a couple of kids and I still – every time I see pictures of them together, I'm like, but how? <laughs> Like, I don't understand. And it makes me feel terrible, but that's the only couple that comes to mind. And it is straight visuals. Like, I don't know either of them well. Yeah. So, like, it could be a um, completely separate thing. Parks and Rec. Mm Mm-hmm. With Gary Jerry, Larry. Yes. Gergich. Yes. Who, like, whichever model plays his wife, and everyone's like, how? What? Yes, exactly. But... He seems like in the one I'm thinking of, he's he would be the Gail or whatever his wife's name is, yeah, and the girl Gail. would be the Gary Jerry. Oh, yeah. I do feel like that is also more of a rarity. Yeah, where it feels like normally when you hear like Reacher Settler, you assume like the girl is hotter, right? And the guy is the Reacher, and the girl is the Settler. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, yeah. So back into she meets her hot stepbrother Ben I already have theories yeah I'm not uh, am I about to just ruin the whole book if I ask my question ask your question is Ben her stalker no oh okay <laughs> well damn that really so, that took the wind out of my sails. so um well and if you okay so you'll you'll just see I'm not even gonna try to I don't know like tease <laughs> like, it we're just gonna go we're in the first chapter <laughs> we're just gonna Sit go your ass down so they're in Fort Myers, Florida. That's not relevant. But as Chelsea and I are both from Florida, we always like to give a nod when Jan sets her folks in Florida. The number um, of Florida memes that I haven't sent you recently, I've really been trying to throttle. I wish that you would. Send them? Like, yeah. Oh, okay. That would bring me a lot of joy. I won't stop then. Thank you. Do you follow Florida Man on Instagram? I don't, but I will now. As you should. <laughs> um, anyway, so Ben, the stepbrother, is like, listen, they own a technology company. That's how they made all their money. He's like, you should come work for us. And she's like, no, I don't know. I need more experience, blah, blah, blah. She mentions that her dad was paying for her school. And Ben is like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like super confused. <sighs> and she's like, um, oh, what? And he's like, oh, maybe I just didn't know because her dad didn't have his own money. It was all Ben's family's money. Okay. Right? So he's like, well, regardless, like, we're still going to help you. Like, you're our family. Like, you know, just because you're I know I've never met you before now. But, like, we're here. We're going to be here for you. Like, I know your dad was supporting you. We're going to continue to be here for you. Um, So then she, like, starts to get a panic attack. Like, she's overstimulated. Mm -hmm. She's just overwhelmed. And so she goes outside, and she sits on the dock and just sobs. 
Um, and she's thinking about how she's all alone except for her best friend. And she realizes she lost her shoes on the way to the dock from the house. They're, they're on the Gulf, whatever. Um, and so, um, she decides none of it matters. She's just going to back, go back to her hotel. She's a little bit drunk. She's just like, I'm just ready for this to be over. Yeah, um- and so as she passes the boathouse on the dock, someone grabs her and pulls her inside the boathouse. Oh. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> so it's pitch black. And there's a man's voice telling her that she is not alone. He heard her talking to herself on the dock, like, I'm all um. alone in the world, whatever. He says he's not, al- she's not alone. He starts calling her Kate. And she's like, what the hell is that? Like, nobody calls me that. That's I don't not understand. my name. I'm a Katie. Exactly. Um, he says I'm 22 years old. I'm a woman named Katie. Right. I'm a lady. Um, until he starts feeling her up after telling her he's not going to hurt her. Is that not the best proof you can get that someone's not going to hurt you? <laughs> right. right. So, no, you're safe um, with me. Let me caress your thigh. The, here's a direct quote oh, that God. is very on brand Jan. Um, it is, he was grabbing my very average sized breasts. <laughs> <laughs> he was grabbing my really plain, <laughs> perfectly perky and round. C cup boobs. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, and he's like talking dirty to her, saying, like, you should let me fuck you so that you feel better. Um, I don't want you to feel alone. I care about you. I don't even know what I would do. Right. He's he's saying, like, she's the most beautiful woman he's ever seen. It's pitch black. She can't see his face. So she's like, um, what? And so then he strips her and normally like I know as our podcast has evolved we have left out a lot of the detail in some of these sex scenes but this is one that I just I'm gonna throw out there and maybe you will understand why he goes down on her and then sticks a finger in her ass and I just struggle to understand I struggle to understand the level of confidence it would take for a man to grab a woman off of a dock. She doesn't know who he is. They don't exchange names. And he's like, this feels like a situation for anal play. Like, I just, (laughs) I struggle to understand. You know, that's fair. When you first said it, I was like, I was like, do we need that detail? Then I'm like, no, you know what? Like, what the fuck? Being like, it's a dark room. You were just saying that you feel sad and alone. And someone's like, you're not alone. Let me go down on you. And I feel comfortable enough in our lack of knowing each other. Like, here's the thing. I've been married for a while now. So, like, this isn't my life. But, like, I, sh- I, I, in the hypothetical world where I'm not with my husband, I struggle to imagine a, a scenario where my first sexual encounter with someone, they went straight for my ass. And I was like, this feels like a good idea. That's what it is. Yeah. That's what it is for me where it's like, uh, no, sir. Like, we have enough trust to maybe do some oral at this point. Not enough for anal play. Like, what are you doing? Bold move. Right? What confidence. Yeah. What no. an open. So Valid. that's happening. And then he starts to get naked to fuck her. 
she still has no idea who he is. And like she's like into this and, a, she and about is. it. Okay. She is. So that's my next note. She's all the way on board. <laughs> that's what it says. We love consent. She's on board. Um, and he's like, I'm wearing a condom, which wait is nice. All right. I'm I'm getting caught up a little bit in the logistics here. So when you say that he announced he was wearing a condom, did he like put on the condom or he came pre-condomed? <laughs> From the way I read it, he was announcing that he put a condom on because there's like like he's taking his pants off. She hears him rustling in his pockets, mm. so it makes it seem like he put one on. Okay. <laughs> when you're like, and he announced she's wearing a condom and I was like well I feel I feel like that was a story I heard at some point I don't remember where I heard it but like where someone was like thought that like was like their like high school girlfriend like freshman year or whatever it was and they thought they were gonna like lose their virginity and so he came prepared so he put a condom on that morning and then wore it all day at oh, school. No. Like that kind of energy. And that's what it was like made me think of was he's like, I came pre-condomed <laughs> just in case. Because you never know where the where the day's gonna take you. I wanna be respectful and mindful. Yeah. That, you know, condoms matter. Protection S- is important. Stay ready. You don't have to get <laughs> Stay ready. Stay ready. Don't keep it in your wallet. <laughs> keep it on your dick. Like what energy pre-condom what energy okay so but that neither here nor there i just misinterpreted and got caught up on a very unnecessary detail I live it. your life go on yeah so then he fucks her um <laughs> in the boathouse you're like so regardless of when the condom was put on they fuck in the boathouse yeah but then he realizes she's a virgin um and Ooh. yeah okay i feel like we've talked about this before yeah like is there a sense of obligation to disclose to someone that you're a virgin? I have a lot of question about that. Like, I think if you're in a relationship, then it would be like, if you trust this person enough to have sex with them, hopefully you trust them enough to tell them that you're a virgin. But in this scenario, like, he literally grabbed her in the middle of the night into a pitch black room. And she's a little drunk. And she's a little drunk. So I'm going to say... No, she doesn't owe him shit. But, like, in a relationship, I would hope, like, I don't know that it's an, an owing, but I think it is, yeah. like, pretty indicative of where your relationship's at if you're not willing to disclose oh, that. Oh, yeah. Like, you're like, oh, it's not necessarily going to change the course of the events, but it's just good to to know. Right. Right? Right. And, like, but at the same time, I also 1,000% see the world where it's, like, I think there are some – I guess there's also the difference of, like, your perception of your virginity. Right. Because if you're sitting there and you're like, oh, I've really been waiting for this someone special. Gift. Yes, I am offering up the most special gift I have. And then you don't tell someone – like, that's a very different scenario. I think right. than someone who's just like, yeah, you know. Who cares? I've been busy. Right. Like, <laughs> let's just get this shit done. Like, I've, had, I've had things to do. Yeah, and I, yeah. I do think there's a difference in, like – how you are conceptualizing right. your virginity. Right. Okay. I would agree. So for her, she actually says later, like, I, I didn't even put this in my notes. I just remember she said, like, no one's ever really found me attractive enough to do this with me, and I've been busy in school. And he's like, fuck off right now. Like, you're the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. Um. So there's lots of dirty talk about her being 
a, a dirty girl and wanting his big cock, which is pretty standard. Um, yeah, I feel like Jan out here, everyone has a dick a ruler long. Yeah. That's too much dick. Yeah. Have you seen that TikTok where she's like, what are we doing? And she like pulls out a tape measure <laughs> and she goes up to 12 inches and she's like, what are you doing? <laughs> and she's like, this is pretty good. This is still great. This we may have issues, but like. <laughs> yeah. Where you're like, I don't know. I'm, we, we've talked about it before. Boyfriend dick, husband dick. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Like. Is very different than one night stand dick. Yes. But Jan out here acting like everyone has one night stand dick that is marriage material. Right. And quite frankly, I'm tired, Jan. <laughs> I'm tired. Well, you're only going to be more exhausted. So um, he tells her, like, not to overthink it. He redresses her um, and tells her to wait. Um, and leaves she still hasn't seen (laughs) his face her in the boathouse yeah still hasn't seen his face has no idea who he is um and so she when she leaves the boathouse she finds that he left her shoes outside that she had lost on the way to the dock my notes say so thoughtful right um so the next day she's having all the regret of like what the fuck is wrong with me i lost my virginity Um, in a boathouse to a Man that I couldn't really see his face in the dark after yeah. my father's funeral. Yeah. Like, I would probably have a little bit of an existential crisis as well. Yeah. So she's having a lot of feelings about the mystery bang. And so... <laughs> the mystery bang. She gets a text from the number that she thought was her father. So remember, he sent her a phone with a number pre-programmed in. It's the man she fucked Spoiler in the alert. Yeah. It's the man she fucked Sorry, in the Sorry, didn't mean to, to, to take your moment from you. <laughs> I really was looking forward to that moment, too. That's okay. <laughs> Fuck you, Chelsea. I'll have another. <laughs> You're like, trust me, this book has plenty of moments. We'll continue. So um, she thought this was her dad, and um, they texted periodically while she was in school. Like, just every few months kind of thing. Like, how are you doing? Whatever. And um, so. And it's not the the step the hot step brother it is not the hot step brother so it it's an the number is saved as stalker why the fuck would she think that was her dad why the fuck would she think her dad would send her a phone with his number saved as stalker in her mental status exam i'm gonna say insight and judgment are poor (laughs) the fuck yeah um, so he is like, I never meant to make you think I was your dad. I'm just somebody. But you can call me daddy. Right. Um, I'm just somebody who cares about you. And she's and like. And paid for your college. Mm-hmm. So she's like, is this Ben? Like, is this my stepbrother? I don't know. So she, um, tells the stalker to never contact her again. And he's like, okay, I understand, but please keep this number in case you need something. Like, I'm always going to be here for you. And then she's just really depressed and realizes her dad absolutely never gave a shit about her at any point. Uh, Oh, shit. I hadn't really been thinking about that perspective. That's a bummer. Yeah. So she's like, fuck. Like, she was really holding on to the fact that, like, he still was checking in with her. After her mom died and to realize that he wasn't really, like, hit her pretty hard. 
Um, so she was going to school in New England, but decides to stay in Florida, um, and look for work. Um, Ben is like, you're welcome to stay with me. And she's like, no, I couldn't do that. Mm -hmm. And he's like, well, um, my brother who you've never met because he was out of the country when we were having the funeral and everything has a guest house. You can totally stay there. He won't give a shit and you can use his cars because he won't give a shit because he's out of the country. Um, and so she's super uncomfortable, like, I don't know about taking all of this from you. Rightly so. And he's like, we're family. Um, you know, it, yeah. Does she fuck Ben at some point? I just no, need to know. she doesn't. Okay. She doesn't. So, um, yeah, so she agrees. And um, she kind of gets into a rhythm with Ben of, like, occasionally making him dinner um and hanging out with him and so she's talking to her best friend about this whole stalker situation and her best friend is like it's Ben obviously it's Ben yeah um, I'm with her best friend and I know you've read the book and I haven't but like it's not Ben but <sighs> all hints <laughs> what a sigh so bestie is like listen um what about that guy we knew in high school who was really into you that you worked with? And she's like, Doug? No. And can we just take a moment to talk about the name Doug? I was literally I, just thinking D the name alone is not giving that he can afford to put this girl through school casually. But also, even if it were, that's not hot stalker vibes. That's like call the cops stalker vibes. Doug? Like, I'm sorry to anybody named Doug, but that's just not an attractive name. I was just thinking about the cartoon character, Doug. <laughs> yes. With his little sweater vest Aww. and Patty Mayonnaise. Yes, I love Patty Mayonnaise. Ooh. We should do that for Halloween this year. That'd be a good one. That would be a good one. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe our holiday card this year. Hmm. And what was the friend? Scooter? Right? Doug's friend? Is it Scooter? Or Skeeter? Well, there's Cousin Skeeter. Cousin Skeeter. Which is a whole other show. Right. That's why I was like, is yeah. it Scooter? I'm pretty sure it's Scooter. I feel like I'm blending some OG cartoons right. in my yeah. head because I was about to be like, yeah, you know that show? Hey, Doug. <laughs> and I was like, no, that's Arnold. <laughs> that is Arnold, yeah. Maybe I'm blending them. It doesn't matter. When, <laughs> was his best friend Scooter? I think it was Scooter. I remember the band was The Beats. I do remember that. Yes. Yes. But it has been a while since I've watched. It. It's Doug Funny and Patty Mayonnaise. Yeah. That's not relevant to this episode at all, but no. it, it is where my head got a little stuck. Yeah, so. It, Which is understandable because the guy's name is Doug. Yeah, so it's not the dude from high school named Doug. Right. Okay. So, um, Katie decides eventually that she's going to text Stalker after Bestie leaves to ask who he is. Um, and he just says, I just want to be your friend. Um, do we know at this point or is this a dot I connected? She fucked the Stalker. She doesn't realize that. She's about to realize that. Okay. Yeah. Once, man, I'm just stealing your thunder all over the place. I'm so Slow sorry. Slow your roll. I, you know, it's like not a mystery novel. <laughs> it's not. So that's the issue is that she tries so hard to be like, could it be Ben? Could it be Doug? And it's like off the rip, like, no, ma'am. It's neither of those. It's this guy. Thank you. But whatever. So anyway, 
So, um, is, is the is it the guy she's staying in his guest house? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Chelsea. It was right yeah. there. It's low hanging fruit. It it really is. <laughs> so, um, she texts him. He's like, "I just want to be your friend." Um, and she says that, um, you know, he calls her Kate in their text conversation. And so then she realizes, like, uh, only Boathouse guy ever called me Kate. Holy shit. Boathouse guy. I fucked this guy. Um, so he confirms that Not he is, in fact, the guy. Lost her virginity. Yeah. Still has she, never seen his face. What a bold sexual confidence. So that's technically the end of part one. And then oh. now oh, we fuck, go in. We're only- I know. I'm going to move faster. Sorry. And no, then- I think I'm, ru- I'm, I'm sidelining us. Okay. I will shut up. So then we move into part two. So we have a prologue from the stalker. Um, he's in the shower berating himself for ever touching Kate. He's like, I am such a colossal piece of shit. I do not deserve to have ever even touched her or looked at her in any way. Um, and he strokes one out thinking of her while continuing to hate himself. Um, and especially hating himself for taking her virginity like that. And he's like, if I had known, I never would have done that. Like it would have been, I would have made it special for her. Well, that's, um, thoughtful. Yes. And then (laughs) I guess, uh, he also vows that he's going to continue to take care of her from a distance just like he always has. Like, nothing is going to change. He knows he can't be in a relationship with her, but he's still going to take care of her. Um, so back to Kate. She's focused on finding a job. She's also hyper fixated on losing her weight. Or losing her weight. Losing weight in general. Um, that's one of the things I really struggle with in Jan's books mm. is, like, we're just supporting disordered eating all around, and it makes me uncomfortable. Yes. Makes me uncomfortable. Um, I remember actually, this is a pivot, but like I remember being in grad school, mm-hmm. and in my like abnormal psych class, we were talking about um, like all of like the various eating disorders. Yeah, and I remember raising my hand and being like, "So, where would this?" Like, I forget what I said, but, like, I was like, where would this fall amongst all of the disorders? And my professor very flippantly was like, I would just call that dieting. And I remember being like, the fuck? To the point that I, like, then was, like, going through, like, the DSM and was like, yeah, eating disorder not otherwise specified. And, like, went up and was, like, talking to my professor about it and was like, now, mind you. She was a brilliant woman, but eating disorders were not her specialty at all. Mm-hmm. I think for her, it was just, like, a day that had to be covered more than, right. like, she really, like, knew all of the details to the point that, like, after our conversation, she went back to the class and was like, hey, guys, realized I misspoke. That That is considered disordered. Yeah. Um, and, like, had, like, a bigger conversation about it. Right. But, no, I I do agree. I feel like... In this specific genre of, like, mm-hmm. I'm frumpy and have a low self-esteem. Like, it's, like, it's never healthy. Right. Like, no. th- the approach is never healthy. No. Yeah. And in a book I'm reading right now that's more of, like, a romantic comedy, like, it's the same thing. She's running, like, ten miles a day and barely eating. Mm. And it's, like, and her mom just is, like, berating her for being fat. And it's just, like, what? Why? I've straight up. Is that necessary? I don't remember the name of it, but I feel like there was a book or two that I just straight up stopped reading because the 
body dysmorphia. Yes. The disordered eating was so intense and extreme that I was like, it feels unhealthy reading this. Yeah. It feels unhealthy to even be like taking this into my brain. Yes. Absolutely. So moral of the story, if you need help with disordered eating... There are resources. Maybe we'll put them in the show notes. Yes. I will um, talk to Vance about making sure that resources for disordered yes. eating are in the show notes for sure. Yes. Because that is definitely not something that I put in my outline, but is something that's a huge theme throughout this book mm. is her like trying to control what she's eating. Her body and, image. Yeah. And yeah. It's huge. Herself, for sure. Um, so she's still, anyway, back to the book. She still believes that Ben is her only suspect. And then she runs into um, Doug, the guy that in from high Florida? school. Yeah, because she went to high school in Florida. Sorry, I forgot to mention that. Oh, She went okay. to high school that there. This sense. is her hometown. So um, she runs into Doug. So she like lived in the same town as her dad growing up. Yeah, he just didn't give a shit, which is Sorry. really hurtful. Um, no, I'm like therapist chelsea is like thinking of like when she like realized it's like not her dad like well like like the family systems at play right and right there's a lot yeah there is a lot go on my bad um so she runs into doug he's super hot his dad owns a national chain of grocery stores and he worked as a bagger with her in high school and that's how they really met um and um oh so doug's not a schlub anymore correct so we love a glow up (laughs) <laughs> he holds her hands Aww. while they go for a walk. And she's like, maybe this is a stalker. So she texts stalker. And her, his dad, like if, like, I mean, if you own a national grocery store, if you own Publix lots or, Gro- or like Kroger or like yeah. Wegmans or like, yes, you. Plenty of money. The Piggly Wiggly, perhaps. Even like Winn-Dixie at this point. The Harris Teeter. There are a lot of options. Harris Teeter is a nice one. Harris Teeter is a I was nice trying one. To it's just like, not like super spread out. It's true. But yeah. I feel like whenever I've like been in a Harris Teeter, I'm like. This is nice. I could shop here more. Yeah. Now, I also say that where my parents live is like in the middle of nowhere. And so it's funny because like each, like the nearest grocery store is probably like 25 or 30 minutes from them. But that's mm. not the good grocery store. Right, right. And then also they live right on like the Tennessee, North Carolina state line. So there are some things that like are more easily accessible in North Carolina versus Tennessee. So it's like you have to make very specific grocery goals right. before you like right. go to the store. But yeah, they had a Harris Teeter. And I was always like, I could, I wish these were around more. Yeah. I just think of my aunt who always referred to the Harris Teeter as the Harry Teat anytime we would go. She just okay. called it, we're going to the Harry Teat. Yeah. It's like the and strip club by did. my parents called the Fuzzy Hole. Precisely. <laughs> you get it. I yeah. do. Um, so anyway, she texts Stalker after her walk with Doug. Thinking it's him? Not be feeling uncertain. Okay. But she says that she wished that he never touched her because now she knows what she's missing every night. And oh, he's like, leave your bedroom window open. <gasps> right? Um, also, I deposited $500 or $500,000 in your bank account. $500,000? $500,000 in your bank account. Just a cool half mil. Just a, yeah. Yeah, just a cool 500K. Yep. No, you know? Go on. The huge. So she starts crying and he somehow knows that. And he's like, please don't cry. 
Like, baby, of course he knows that he's your stalker. Like, is he outside her bedroom watching her read? The apparently, text? so um, she um decides to go to bed. Wakes up with the stalker behind her. He blindfolded her while she slept. Like he's like spooning her. Yeah. Okay. And um, he tells her that he has, in fact, been paying for her college. She didn't realize that. Mm. Um, he has, in fact, been paying for her college. He all only wants to take care of her. Um, and she's just like, please just tell me who you are. Like, she's starting to get upset. Like, please just tell me who you are. And he won't do it. Um, so then she decides they should bang. Um, which they do. So <laughs> I have detail that we don't need. Um she she still wants to see him and he's like please just trust me um lots of dirty talk which is sus if you were like i want to see your face and he's like you don't need to know who i am that it's not a green flag you know it's certainly not like at best it's orange like it's not even yellow like yeah so she begs him to fuck her um all i can think is that like when you're wearing rose colored glasses Red flags are just flags. Right, exactly. And she's like, he paid for my college. Yeah. Who gives a shit? So we might as well fuck, right? Yeah. Um, so she, um, he says he wants to make up for taking her virginity. And so they, like, he, he tries to be very thoughtful and make sure it's all about her. Making love, not fucking. Oh, right, right. Okay. Um, he again tells her that she, uh, that he is wearing a condom. Which is nice. Like, every time that she can't see him, he's like, I'm wearing a condom. Like, <laughs> which is nice, I it, guess. I mean, like, I laugh, but, like, yeah, we do appreciate having that clarified. Right. Um. So then there's a little bit of pillow talk, and he's like, I just can't be what you need. Um. And what she asks if he is Ben or Doug, and he's like, nah. Nope. Nope. But I'll always take care of you. I love you, bye. And, like, leaves. Um, Wait, like, said I love you? He didn't, but, like, okay, that's the energy of, like... I was like, sorry, I needed that. I'll always take care of you. Like, that kind of... You'll always be with me. Right. You'll always be mine. Kind of thing. Um, So then she goes out to dinner with Ben. She's still super suspicious that he is the stalker. Mm -hmm. And um, he tells her to stay away from Doug, which, again, is even more suspicious. And he's, like kind of aggressive about it and she's like what the fuck is wrong with you and he's like you don't understand what he has done since you left here you need to stay away from him doug is not some meek boy anymore correct Correct. um so then again they're having dinner um and uh he says it's going to depend on ian the older stepbrother's approval but she basically has a job like she's her interview is amazing she's going to do great um so Then he shares that, and this is going to become relevant later, his dad died in a car accident and Ian was driving. And Ian has a lot of, like, issues around that. He's he's physically scarred from it, but also has a lot of, like, guilt and shame about being the one who was driving when his dad died. That's why Um, he stays in the dark. Correct. Mm. Um, So... Then and Ian isn't on her radar or on her guest list. She still never met him. And by I, I want to make sure that everyone else. I said guest list, not hey. guest list. No, it wasn't me trying to get credit for a pun. It was the fact that I've had a little bit of wine and 
I might not be able to. We're not as articulate as we were when we started. get it. Yeah. And I feel like I need more. You probably do. Just to get through this book. Yeah. We're almost done with the second part. Oh, yay. So, um, she, he, Ben keeps going on and on about how he wants to be a brother to her. Like, he wants to care for her in that way. And she has this realization and says out loud, you're not my stalker. And Ben flips the fuck out, rightfully. Is like, what are you talking about? You have a stalker? Right. Like, as your self-designated big brother, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, you have a stalker. So she... Which, big brother or not, I feel like... Most decent humans. Yeah. If I'm out at lunch with a friend, a new friend, and they're like, okay, so you're not my stalker. I'm like, hold on. I have questions. Right. Time out. Rewind. Yeah. I'm going to need some details. Let's walk that back. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So she somehow convinces him that it was a joke. Ha 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 ha. Um and then Ben drops like, "Hey, Ian got back in town last night. He's back in the main house." Um and so she decides to go introduce herself after Ben goes home, and it does not go well. Oh. He tries to slam the door in her face. Um and she, like, describes him as, as having dead eyes. His voice is super flat. He's got scars all over his face. Um, and he tells her to fuck off, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, but so she goes to leave but sees that he left the door open like a crack. And so she decides that's an invitation to just head on inside after he told her to fuck Lord off. help me. So that's the end of part two. Does he actually want me to fuck off or? Could it possibly be? Like, no, ma'am. This is not like a consensual non-con moment for you. Like, that's not what this is. He really wants you to go away. But whatever. Um, so part three. Stalker is saying that he's feeling super protective and obsessive over Kate. Um, he's really, really beating himself up for ever touching her. Yes, please refill your wine, Chelsea, because you're going to need it. Um, because he's like, this is essentially hell. I know how good she is, and I can never have her. Way to go, dumbass. Like, really good work. So, so the stalker also has a low self-esteem. Right. Got it. We're just in a world of low self-worth all around. I mean- Do you think most stalkers have a high self-esteem? I don't know. I don't know that I've interacted with that many stalkers in my life. Knowingly. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. Knowingly. That got dark. Sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. But it's true. I mean, that's kind of the nature of a stalker, right? Like, you don't know. I'm making it worse. Anyway... (laughs) Sorry, I'm I'm just really processing it. I'm not trying to like not – I'm like, oh, I'm like legitimately (laughs) thinking this through. I mean, everyone has shit you don't know about. Correct. Correct. Even people you think you're the closest to. You never know. Any dead bodies I should know about, Hannah? Not for me. What about Matt? Not that I'm aware of. But again, even the people you're closest to. So a friend of mine, one day we were out with a a group of friends and we were at dinner or something and she started going off about how she does not trust white men who like true crime. Oh. She was like, 
it's only really mainly primarily white women, but like women in general are into true crime. A white man who's into true crime, like that's a red flag for me. I was like, Matt loves true crime. And she goes, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Matt's the exception to the rule. I was like, you don't mean that. (laughs) You don't mean that. You don't mean that. Like, I know that you want to mean that, but like, you don't know. I mean, I understand the thought process behind that, right? Right. Like the, like, I almost feel like women, like, do you feel like women love true crime because it's a little bit of like, oh, this is how I stay safe. Sometimes, but I also think it's a little bit of validation because a lot of times we get so gaslighted that like, Mm -hmm. it's not that bad. Like, the world's not that dangerous. Don't worry about it. Like, he's Mm -hmm. just trying to be nice. And it's like, is he? And we get all this validation from true crime podcasts and documentaries that it's like, is it? He was not just trying to be nice. He had nefarious intentions. Yeah. Touche. Okay, so... The door was left cracked. And Correct. she's like, this is, this he's is my clearly inviting me in. Yeah. And you're my like, time he's not. So she goes in um, to the house and finds him struggling to cook. So she decides she's going to cook for him. Um, he is very, very annoyed, very irritated. Um, tries to kick her out repeatedly. Um, and uh, he tells her that she's going to be his assistant. So it's the family business with Ben. And mm. she was applying for Ian's department. And he's like, congratulations, you're hired. You're going to be my assistant. So um, even though she was planning to get a new place once she got a job, he's like, no, no, no. You're going to be my assistant. I work primarily from home. So you're going to need to stay in the guest house. Um So she is wanting to pay rent or do something because she just feels gross about being a mooch. And he's like, you can just cook for me every day. And then that's it. She's like, well, okay. So we flash forward two weeks. It's not a bad trade. Someone was like, you can live in my bougie guest house and all you have to do is cook for me. Right? I know how to meal prep. Correct. I would do that. Slow cooker situation. I'm down. Yeah. So, um, it's been two weeks. She cooks every meal for him. Um, but she, he's very closed off, very cold, very guarded. Um, so one night he insists on grilling steaks. Um, and she confronts him because he clearly believes that people are intimidated by him or like put off by him because Mm. of his scars. Um, and she's like, no, it's your shitty attitude, bro. Like, fuck your scars, man. Yeah, you're just a dick. Mm. So, um... It's it's nice that she felt safe enough to say that. Yes. So they have a conversation about work-life balance and how he doesn't seem to notice other people. And then he's like, I do notice other people. Like, I notice that you hate peas and also that you like audiobooks. And, like, starts listing all these things that she enjoys. And then is she like, oh, maybe you're paying attention to me like a stalker would. Mm-hmm. Oh. So then um, her bestie later is like, so is Ian Stalker? And she's like, no, definitely not because they don't sound alike at all. Um, And so she is trying to give the money back to Stalker, that $500,000. She's like, no, 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 we're not doing that. So she's trying to give it back to him, but she'll have to talk to him. 
So they haven't spoken since he blindfolded her and banged her in her room. So, um, she's like, is this money from some kind of illegal activity? Like, that's her primary concern. She's like, is this, like, drug money? Because I don't need to be pulled into that kind of shit. Um, and so she texts him and she's, like, literally begging him at this point. Like, please just give me some kind of information about who you are. Because Mm -hmm. for all I know, I've just fucked with, like, a drug kingpin twice. Like, could you please, like, help me out here? Um... And, um, he evades, 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 and then starts asking her about her job and like, how do you like it? And how's it going? I've heard Ian is a real asshole. Um, and she starts defending him and, um, she said he, it's just a lot of things about like, like, she's getting catfished by her stalker. She absolutely is. And it's weird and gross. And so he's talking about he craves her. He wants to protect her. And finally, she's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you, like, afraid of of light? So that's, like, a real psychological condition. Yeah. It's very, very rare. But she knew somebody who had it before. And so she's like, wait a minute. Are you af- – is that what's going on? Like, you're afraid of light? That's the only time you've ever come to me is in the dark? And he's like, yep. That's, that's accurate. Because of his scars. Yeah. So he agrees to take the money back if it will make her happy, which it does. So she asks Ian out to dinner later. Um, he's like, like, they've been bonding a little bit, but he says, no, (laughs) he's like, I don't go out. Um, and she's like, please. And he's like, well, Ben can take you if you really want to go out. Um, And she is continuously putting herself down, which is really, really annoying. She just can't talk Mm -hmm. about, like, can't stop talking about how she's chubby. Um, And skipping a meal wouldn't be a big deal. Um, Which is just, like, gross. Mm -hmm. So then um, he finally agrees to go out with her. And not only that, but she's like, I guess I can ask Ben. And then he gets upset about it and for some reason confesses that he wants to fuck her. And um, <laughs> that escalated so quickly. Doesn't want to see any other no, men near. I'm not her. gonna I if you really want to go out, my brother can take you out. Okay, my brother like I'll I'll ask Ben to take me out. No. I want to fuck you. Like, right. that's how like it's playing out of my head. Basically. Okay. And like no other men should be near you. And she's like, what the fuck is going on? And so they go out. Um, and he reiterates again that she's gorgeous and he really wants to fuck her. She has no idea what is happening. She's like super confused and thrown off here. So now we're at Ian's point of view. Important shift. It sounded Not like really. you said important of you. Important. And point. I was like, great pun. Porn. <laughs> that we- too. No, I was thinking earlier this week. I was like, man, I just read a lot of porn. Yeah. I'm comfortable with that. Yeah. There's worse things to do with my time. Well, and then it feels a little meta, like when you read a book where, like, porn is involved in the book. Yeah. Um, like, in Nikki Sloan's The Neighborhood mm. series, the the newest book in it, I think it's called, like, The Frat Guy or something like that. 
And it's about a house where, like, all of the people are porn stars. And Mm. they, like, all, like, do different scenes together. So I'm like, it's just a little meta of you're reading about it. Yeah. But then, like, the people who own the house had a prologue at one point that was, like, a 50, 60-page novella. Just, like, a porn scene. Like, that's, like, the whole book. (laughs) Yeah. And, like, the frat guy's, like, barely more than, like, I mean, it's, like, more pages. But, like, I'm, like, oh, it's. But there's not much more plot is what you're saying. You're, like, oh, there's just, like, a lot of different porn scenes. And then it's, like, people realizing they like each other and, like, becoming a couple throughout that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, but, like, it does feel a little meta when you're, like, oh, reading about porn while while reading porn (laughs) you know yeah yeah it is a a shift certainly there's one on my list right now that i think is i think it's maria zapata that's about a porn star mariana mariana zapata's lingus zapata yes lingus but it's like i've actually read lingus it's more of like a slow burn it's like Mm. it's still very much like classic in the vein of mariana zapata Where it's, like, they meet at a porn convention and he's a porn star, but it's, like, the friendship and, like, relationship Mm. that they, like, create over time. Right. Um, Yeah. It's it's a little bit of, like, a – you're, like, oh, this is both about a porn star and it's – this is, like, a very slow burn. Right. Book, which, like, I love Mariana Zapata. In fact, like, though, like – Hands down, wait for it. Yeah, wait the, for it. Uh, the Wall of Winnipeg and me mm-hmm. are like, those are like usually my like go-to comfort reads at night or like when I'm like, oh, I don't want to start something new, but I just want to read a few pages before I doze off and I like work my way back through a lot of those books. Um, is it To Luke Off With Love? Whatever like the ice skating one is. Yeah. But I'm also like, those are some like long ass, slow burn that books. That is for real long and slow burn i have to be in the right mood for those well and also because like when you are reading one of those like one of her books you're like oh it's like romance slow burn what have you but if you are looking for any sort of like gratuitous sex at all like yeah not the energy not like because normally it's like you have made it to 98% of the way through a 450-page book. And they finally bang. And even then, there's no detail, really. Yeah, you're just like, oh, they finally came together. Yeah. And now we're over. Um, (laughs) Underlock. Underlock had more sex. I haven't read that one. But even at that, I wouldn't say, like, I'd say it's more sex in comparison to other books by the same author. Right. But I wouldn't say, like, it's at the same level of some of the other books that you and I have read. You know what I mean? Right. Which, you know, because we've read a lot of stuff that you're like, is there a plot? (laughs) Probably not. Um, And, you know, if we're going to say that there's a plot to Dearest Stalker. I mean, there's there's a decent amount of plot. There is. There is. But... I'll refrain from judgment until we do the the rating at the end. Okay. Um. So we're at Ian's point of view. He's quietly having a mental breakdown. Um. 
and realizes that he drove for the first time since the accident where his dad died. So he's flipping the fuck out. Um, And he is super obsessed with making her happy. Um, He's very deeply regretting he wanted to fuck her. And um, he's like, she's never going to want somebody as fucked up as me. Like, I am a hot, shitty mess. Like, she'll never want me. Um, And then he's like, even though that's true, I think I'm going to go for it anyway. Way to shoot right. your shot. Go like, for it, bud. Who could ever want me? Well, I'll never know if I don't try. Exactly. Ah. So we're back to Katie. Um, he shows up the next day, takes her to the farmer's market. They have this really cute day. Um, he invites her over to swim. They make dinner together. There's all this really nice like moments together. Mm-hmm. But when they're in the pool, she sees that he is scarred everywhere. So she had seen mm. some scars on his face, but he's like deeply scarred all over his body um and um she decides she doesn't really care he's still super hot he's adamant she's super hot and then they my notes say the battle of low selves of steam (laughs) is exhausting (laughs) that's what my notes say i love though that we we got that grammatically correct yeah selves of Steam. <laughs> so anyway, the selves of steam are terrible. Um, so she confronts him about thinking that he killed his dad, which is like, ma'am, slow down, pump the brakes. Why are we doing this right now? Whatever. Um, and um, he agrees to consider going to his mom's birthday ball. My notes just say, eat the rich. Man, I wonder if one day I'll make it into a tax bracket where I have a birthday ball. ball. Right. Did I, I think I've told you this story before, but the time like Vance and I were like dancing, maybe it was in the kitchen. I honestly don't remember. We were just dancing and he goes, did you do cotillion growing up? And I went, (laughs) no, I didn't. And he goes, it shows. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I was like, damn, baby, that's brutal. That got me. And I was like, no, I didn't do cotill- like cotillion growing up, but I did take like ballroom. I was like, I danced for years and took like ballroom dance classes for fun. So like, fuck you. <laughs> it shows. It shows. <laughs> did you do cotillion growing up? No, why? It shows. Sorry. Well, I don't that- glide on my feet like you. I, I know how many forks I'm supposed to, like, which fork which I'm fork supposed to, to use. use. Right. Like, I'm like, I worked at a country club. I know, the like, the bougie forks. But damn, baby, okay. Way to humble me. Right. He's keeping you on human level. Um. So anyway, whatever. <laughs> she gets in the pool. I'm trying to get to, like, the meat of it, but there's not a lot of it, so I'm trying to find it. So, um... She decides that his scars really aren't that bad, and his cock is huge. For some reason, it's out because he wasn't wearing a swimsuit and says he doesn't have one, which I don't believe because he lives in Fort Myers, Florida, and has a heated pool. Whatever. So he and gets like, in the pool but naked. But also, like, does he own underwear? Uh, what? Again. Okay. Yeah, you know, I'm getting caught up on the wrong details <laughs> here. Right. So then they have a big solidifying fuck by the pool. Um, Wait, solidifying fuck. Yeah. 
Yep. And Katie is like, oh my God, I'm in love with him. Like, oh my God, like all these days of working together, he's so these amazing. days of working together. Weeks, I guess. It's been like three well, weeks. Well, no, like I told you the story of when I was in grad school and the guy was proposing like and mind you like i went to seminary for grad school and people moved right. fast right and a guy had like put some like paper flowers that he made in a vase and put a penny in the bottom of the vase for every day that they had known each other before like day that they'd been together before he proposed and hannah that man did not have a full dollar in the bottom of that vase <laughs> it was like 90 <laughs> pennies if that and i was like a quarter you made it through q1 together and decided oh. i hit my goal Apparently. I think they're still together. Well, that's They good. were, like, they were sweet and quirky. And, like, in that way where you're, like, I'm glad you guys found each other. Yeah. Um, but that's what made, that's what you made me think of when you were, like, you know, the days that they, she realized she was in love with him after the days that they've worked together. Right. Okay. Right. Um, so, lots of dirty talk. And then he calls her name out while they're banging. Um, he says Kate as he comes. And she's, like. Hold up. You're my stalker. Stalker's the only one that's ever called me Kate. What the fuck? Mm. Um, so she push, pushes him off of her and he she runs away. Um, so that is the end of part end of three. Part three. Yeah, part four. Um, Ian is like, I am a stupid fuck. Way to go. I get it. Um, so he's like, I'm going to fight for her no matter what. So we're at Kate. Okay. Um, she feels betrayed. Mm-hmm. Um, he says he's not giving up on her and whatever. She decides to leave. He's like, just don't leave. Like, just don't leave. So she leaves and she goes to Ben's house. Oh, his brother. Yeah. Okay. His brother's house. So he encourages her to not quit her job, to stay open. This is an amazing opportunity. He's like, you can stay with me if you feel uncomfortable. We'll find you a new position so you're not working Wait, directly like how with much Ian. Did she tell him? The whole story. The whole story. So he's like, no, but like you can keep your job. Wait, what? Because she is Ian's assistant. I know, but now she doesn't feel comfy with Ian. So she, he's saying, don't quit your job. We'll transition you to a different department so you don't oh, okay. have to work with him Crazy. anymore. Yeah. Um, so then Ian shows up and... Um, to Ben's place. Yeah. Looking for her. Yeah. So my notes say he's big mad. <laughs> um, and they get in an argument, whatever, whatever. Um, and so she says they're strictly business. No more eating together. No more personal conversations. Don't touch me. All that stuff. He's like, sounds good. Okay, bye. As long as you're still in my life. Yep. So, um... He, whatever, none of this matters. Um, they go back home. Mm-hmm. And um, Kate has a heart-to-heart with Ian in the car. Um, and he's like, listen, I got really fixated on you after the accident. So her high school graduation was right after the accident. Like, right after he mm-hmm. got out of, like, physical rehab for it. But why was he at her high school graduation? So it turns out that his mom realized that her dad wasn't going to go and realized that her mom had just died and didn't want there to be nobody there. And so his mom was going to go and Ian agreed to go with her so she wouldn't be by herself. Did she know her stepmom was there? 
it doesn't sound like it. So I'm like, what was the point of you going if you weren't going to say something? I mean, like, kind of sweet in theory that they wanted her to have right. people there. But also, if she doesn't know she has anyone there, does it... If a tree falls in the forest and no one hears it, does it make a sound? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, they don't really speak for several days. He finally buys her lunch. Um, and um, she's really, really sad and angry um, and crying and whatnot. And she's like, I love you, but I, I can't trust you. Like, you've done all of this for years and I didn't know. Like, I can't trust you. Um, Touche. And so he convinces her to go to his mom's birthday ball. Um, and so, um, she goes dress shopping, um, with Ian's credit card and. (laughs) I can't trust you, but I'm still willing to spend your money. He's very insistent in fairness. Okay. Um, So she, uh, decides to call Ian's mom while she's out shopping because she doesn't know if the dress that she found is appropriate. Um, and it's a very weird exchange where mom tells Kate that Ian is obviously in love with her and some very weird comments about them being late to the party because Katie is so gorgeous. So Katie like FaceTimed her, I guess, and she could see her and she was like, oh, when Ian sees that y'all are definitely going to be late to the party. And I'm like, if my husband or boyfriend's mother ever said that to me, I'd be like, well... I can't wear this. Like, like I won't be wearing this to your birthday party. Like, no. That's my line. <laughs> yeah. You know, every family has different boundaries. Yeah, I just don't family really... systems are weird. They are. I just personally don't want to talk to my partner's mother about my sex life with them. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway... Um, they start sexting her and Ian, not her and his mom. I really Great took clarify. a hard I was like, mm-hmm. Sorry. She and Ian start sexting. Um, and then he tells her that he loves her. So we're at Ian's point of view and he's like, I'm a fucking idiot. I just told her I love her over text message. You're a fucking moron. Way to go, buddy. So, um... She says she's heading home. They go to dinner. Um, lots more sexting. And he... I forgot I wrote this in my notes. Um, it's a safe space. He tells her he's going to have to celebrate Palm Sunday in the shower. The hand motion attached <laughs> to you saying Palm Sunday? Like, Palm <laughs> Sunday... For those who didn't quite get there. Yeah. It's kind of like when you're like, I got a date with Rosie Palmer. Yeah, right. Exactly. (laughs) I forgot I wrote celebrating Palm Sunday. You know? Oh. Christ isn't the only thing that rose. (laughs) No. (laughs) Um, correct. (laughs) Um, so anyway, he's hyper fixated on winning her back. And it's not just sex for him. So, um... They have a nice dinner. They bond over their deceased parents, which is weird. As one does. Sure. Um, you know, we might say that's weird, but I also do think that's something that, like, 
is a very specific club that, like, if you are a member of, like, yes. that is something that, like, not everyone will be able to relate to. So if you find someone who can relate to it. Yes. I could see that. I imagine that is, like, a relief to be able to, like, talk to someone who actually understands your experience and journey. I think it was more in this context that Ian feels like he killed his dad. And so it's, like, a very weird conversation. Well, you know, I was trying to find some common ground and it feels like that shifted very quickly. Sorry no, to take that. No, from that's you. very valid. Um, so then, um, they get back home, and he tells her he's leaving his door unlocked if she needs anything. Um, and she decides like, that she dick. needs that dick. Yeah. <laughs> so she crawls into his bed, and oh. again, my notes say she plays the Swedish trumpet. <laughs> she gives him a blowy. The Swedish <laughs> trumpet. Yeah. And then he... F- also, you said she crawled into his bed, and we've read too many smutty novels where I was like, yeah, he told her to crawl. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, oh, oh wait, that's not why. It's a different read. kind of book. It's not that. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, we, we we read too many genres of smut. And oh my I was God. like, oh, not like a literal crawl. Okay, go yeah. on. I can get behind it. Yeah. So in the middle of this blowjob experience, he flips her and direct quote, she says, the beast has left his cage. <laughs> I can't. What? I was reading a book recently about like one of one of Lucifer's sons and his like the... The ring of hell that he oversees something. Mm-hmm. Like, one of the people was wearing, like, a cock cage. Hmm. Which just sounds so uncomfy. Yeah. Some idea of a good time. But if it's no. yours. If it's yours. Congratulations. Yeah. I do have some logistical questions. Definitely. Yeah. Because I'm like, millennials love very tapered pants. <laughs> The issue I'm having is the cigarette pant and the cut of it. And how are we navigating a cock cage? You get it. <laughs> what? Yeah. I'm like, I guess you have to wear some loose linen pants. Apparently. Some joggers. Mm. Yeah. All right. Neither here nor there. And the crawling in this book was not like no. a submissive, like, crawl to me. Right. Correct. Okay. Just crawled into bed. Yeah. And so then they have a solidifying fuck again with lots of declarations of love and never leave me's and all that kind of thing. And then they cuddle. So they go to mom's birthday. The uh, the birthday ball. The birthday ball. And it's very nice. It's lovely. Mm -hmm. There's a side storyline that's clearly setting up a sequel that Mm. I'm not going to get into because it's not relevant between Ben and the best friend at the party. Mm, Okay. But it's not relevant. The sequel has not been written, or if it has, it hasn't been published yet. Um, So now we're at the epilogue. What? (laughs) Yep. Oh, damn. Yep. So it is now um, Kate's college graduation. Everything's amazing. I forgot she was still in college. Yep. Stepmom. Ian, stepbrother, bestie are all there. Ian and Kate are engaged. Everybody's very happy. She's going to continue working for him at his company. And that's our happily ever after. And that is Dearest Stalker. 
by J.S. Scott. Okay. I feel like a lot happened and nothing happened. That is usually how I feel after Jan's books, to be honest. So her stepbrother, which I feel like everyone was really cool with her just, like, fucking her stepbrother. Yeah. So, like, the whole deal essentially is that she didn't grow up with these people. She never knew them. Yeah. But it still is, like, a little bit of that, it's a like, little taboo. taboo. Yeah. But not so much where it's, like, we were literally raised together. The acceptable level. Right. Of taboo. Yeah. <laughs> where you're, like. The palatable I've, level. Yeah, because, like, she'd never met him mm -hmm. this whole time. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, like, I feel like as soon as you, like, hear stepbrother, you're, like, oop, Ooh. nope, that's a no. Mm -hmm. But also that weird thing where you're, like, oh, like, you literally didn't know him. Right. For all intents and purposes, he was a stranger. Correct. Whose mom fucked your dad at one point. Right. Your yeah. dad that you were estranged from and never spoke to. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like, like you never spent the holidays together. Right. But then there's also like the boss employee taboo situation, which is less mm. taboo in fairness than the stepbrother deal. But um, there's lots of layers in this. Okay. What's our rating scale? I don't know. I left it out, but he does take her to the Shell Museum at one point. We could use shells. We could use, I don't know. They fuck in a pool. We could use pools, pool noodles. Um, well, I'm like, he's a stalker. Binoculars? binoculars did he ever use binoculars telescopes that's never indicated but i would feel comfortable with binoculars, binoculars? yeah okay, that feels appropriate for stalkers i think out of i'm gonna go with mm, seven binoculars oh, that slightly enrages me <laughs> <laughs> so rage is so strong but i'm like but binoculars have two so like it feels like it needs to be an even number well, it's still 14. Oh, you know, touche. So, like, <laughs> 14 eye holes on binoculars. We're, yeah. We're going binocular eye holes. <laughs> You're going binocular eye holes. What are you doing? I'm Where are you going? I'm still just doing seven sets of binoculars. Oh. Okay. That's <laughs> fine. Um, I'm going to go with, like, a solid two. Like, they're... <laughs> Sorry. 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 That's four out of 14 eye holes, Hannah. For those of you who are playing along at home, that's four out of 14 eye holes, yeah. Um, it's just, it. okay, so the issue with this book started from the very beginning with this girl being in high school, this dude talking about how hard his dick is, and then just escalated from there where there wasn't enough plot for there to be any redemption for anybody, where it was just like, I'm still uncomfortable with this. I feel like Jan never gives us enough plot to get comfy. Yeah, that's fair. If anything, she just she gives us enough plot to ensure we stay uncomfy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I think that's fair. Because, like, when you really look back at it, you're like, cool. The premise of the book, her stepbrother goes to her high school graduation. She doesn't even know he's there. Right. He gets a hard-on, decides to pay for her college. And send her a phone and text her occasionally. Yes. 
Then her dad dies. She he tries to give her five hundred thousand. She works for him. Yep. He fucks her anonymously in a boathouse at her dad's funeral. And he thinks she's a good cook and they end up together. Yeah. That's basically it. Yeah. Yeah. Um four out of fourteen eye holes. <laughs> On binocular eye holes. Yeah. I used to have... Oh, who did I give them away to? I gave them to someone at some point. What a bummer. But I also didn't need them anymore. I had a binocular... I had binoculars that were flask. That, like, was a flask. (laughs) Where you, like, unscrewed the little eyepiece on both sides. And it was, like, two different... Like, I'm like, you could have two different things in here. I love that. It was great. Yeah. Handy. Who did I give that to? What a bummer that I don't still have it. <laughs> Not that like I don't rage. I think I like got to a point in my life where I was like, I don't need these. Right. Let me give these to someone who will actually like utilize them and enjoy them. Right. But I could not tell you who has those binoculars at this point. <laughs> but I do think two out of seven binoculars, four out of 14 binocular eye holes. Is it weird that I'm like two out of seven binoculars, three out of 14? No, I'm comfortable with like a one and a half. Yeah. Two, one and a half, two. Being generous. You you get a one if you just wrote a whole book. Show up, right. Yeah. You get one for participation. Yes. Um, Mm -hmm. Oh, Jan. We love you, you hot mess. Yep. So, all right. That's our final offer. Let us know what you think. Let us know if you have read this one. Let us know what you want us to review next. For sure. Feel free to tell us your rating of the show. Make sure that you like, subscribe, rate the podcast on whatever your streaming platform of preference is. Mm -hmm. No judgment. All God's children. Choose the streaming platform that speaks to you. (laughs) Um, Share us with friends and family, the cool ones. I said family for the first time and it felt weird about it as soon as I said family. But maybe other families may be more comfortable with that. So we have a like family Facebook thread that's like all of the aunts, all of the uncles, all of the cousins. And my uncle sent something recently that he's like, yeah, it really reminded me of Taylor, who's my older sister. Um, And then he's like, but like, you know, like only because they look similar. Like she's pretty vulgar and makes a lot of dirty jokes. And that's more like Chelsea. (laughs) I wasn't even participating in this conversation. Like, I didn't even do that. No, I go back and read the thread. And he was like, yeah, pretty vulgar, a lot of dirty jokes. That's more like Chelsea. And I'm like, that's the only part I saw. And I was like, I mean, accurate. Like, I can be real about who I am. But did you have to put me on blast in the family Facebook? Oh, no. I, like, found out, like, my uncle, who was, like, a missionary for 15 years, has listened to the podcast. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, no, I told you. This isn't for you. Hey, Chelsea's uncle, if you've made it this far, I'm so sorry. I'm just genuinely really sorry. We're glad you're here. We're, like, thankful for you. We are. And please know, you are not our target audience, and we are not offended. Nope. Like, yeah, because I, like, I told please my... Please don't feel obligated to continue to no, listen. No, like, I, like, told my family, I was like, yeah, like, we, like, started this, like, podcast. And they're like, oh, like, what's it called? I was like, hey, here's the thing. <laughs> I am not offended. Yeah. If you like I was like you are not our target audience and they were like what like dirty jokes like like ch- like we love dirty jokes like like have you ever met our family before and then my dad chimed in and my dad's like hey <laughs> oh no so like 
we are not Chelsea's demographic yeah. here and target yeah. audience. Yeah. And I love that my family has like supported anyway and listened anyway, but I'm also like, please don't, you don't have to. Yeah. And for the sake of making eye contact with you at future family events, please don't. And like, and I realize like it's not like my life that we're like describing where I'm like, right. I didn't fuck a stranger in a boathouse. Sure. No judgment if you did. But yeah, but I'm but you but, didn't. But some I like somehow still reviewing it. I was like, I don't, I don't think we are for you. Yeah, and that's okay. It is okay. But if we are for you, yeah, leave share. us that rating. Yeah, share with the people who are like minded. We appreciate y'all so much. Thank you, I guess, for joining us for Dear Stalker. It's a it's a journey for sure. It was something. Yeah. So thank you for making it all the way through with us. Yeah. And we can't wait until we all go on this journey next time. So can't wait to see you then. I Bye, hope y'all. you have a wonderful day. Bye. Well, that's it for this week's Mutt Sluts. We hope it was good for you because it sure was great for us. If you're digging what we're doing... It would mean a lot if you'd take a minute to rate and review the show wherever you're listening right now. Maybe tell that sexy someone to lend us an ear. We love you. We appreciate you. And we'll see you next week. Stay smutty.